Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Grab your brooms, ladies, because we're talking about witches this month. The library is abuzz with stories of fictional witches, historical witches, and those being accused of witches and modern-day witches. As we gather around the cauldron for this month's episodes, let me introduce you to my magical gals. So first up, it is library manager of Gals Guide, it's Bonnie Fellenworth! Yay! So, Bonnie, tell the good people what you have been up to lately. Oh, nothing witchy. Oh, nothing uh, witchy? <laughs> Tis the season. Nah. <laughs> um, Artin. Artin. And uh, library schooling. Ooh. And getting ready degree. for the, the frost, the upcoming frost for gardening season. Are all your plants inside now? No, not Okay, yet. Josh brought them all in. Usually here, it's... October 10th is usually the frost. I'm starting to, okay. like, look for the freezing temperature at night now. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Josh brought all the plants in. We had a slug in the house. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Not happy about it. That's a kitty <laughs> tree. Oh, I also have a mosquito bite on my face because <laughs> they were in the plants. Oh. <laughs> I kind of think I'm getting a witch's wart is what mm. I think it is. But there's no black hair that's coming out of it. <laughs> well, next up, she is our book club director, Katie Young, everybody. Yay! <laughs> Katie, what is new with you this October? Well, <laughs> it sounds like I got a new title, book club director. Yeah. I thought I was just like a leader. I next month, book club dictator. I, I think, mean, yeah, basically. Whatever you want it to be. <laughs> book but, club yeah. empress. I think sometimes Ooh, I say manager and sometimes I say club. director. But I mean, coordinator, whatever you need it to be. Queen well, of book I kind club, of yes. felt like the queen of book club because we had an amazing discussion yes. last night. We met to talk about um, the wrong kind of women. Yep. Exactly. Not the filmmaking be, book. The filmmaking <laughs> Dismantling book. Dismantling Hollywood. Thanks. Dismantling the gods of Hollywood. Yes, very See, that's true. why I didn't yes. attempt it on air. I knew I'd leave something <laughs> out. Um, but we had a fantastic discussion about it. And I know yes. we'll be talking about it um, in a couple episodes. But we are meeting again, of course, for October. <laughs> and we're going to read The Witches Are Coming by Lindy West. And I yes. think that's going to be another like very blood pressure raising right. conversation have but, a drink and yeah, come to the conversation but like just maybe getting or, a lot off your chest expressing yourself i think it's gonna be right. a good one yes mm. exactly take some saint john's wort breathe in a bag <laughs> uh, whatever you need to do to get through i think it's gonna be good though absolutely um so returning to for some reason my script says the sacred oval um i don't really know but uh i think i meant the sacred coven of uh podcasting not sure and our table's almost oval it is yeah. i guess the oh sacred yeah oval there we go it's the sacred table oval. so maybe i did mean that maybe i was being so much more witty a couple of days ago <laughs> when i put this together uh instead of our sacred circle yeah no it's totally what i was doing yes exactly so everybody it's Alyssa everly (laughs) so remind the good people what you do i am a librarian nice that's our favorite type of person yes (laughs) which is in disguise yes exactly the best kind (laughs) so what have you been up to lately darling Oh, not a whole lot. Life goes fast. See, there you yeah. go. Just 
Just library stuff. Library stuff, yeah. <laughs> Never ends. Yeah, <laughs> In the yeah. best way possible. Right, right. Exactly. Yes, there's always new books coming out. There's always, always new people the list exploring books. just gets books. longer and, yes. you know. Exactly. Never catch up. Isn't it a little depressing to think about how there's never going to be enough time to read all the books or pet all the dogs? I've had a lot of <laughs> oh, no, existential just... crises over that, and I cannot. <laughs> we won't dive into it then tonight. I think I need to get the paperbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I know I can upset everyone with one single sentence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all the dogs are reading all the books. Oh my God, the world is done. <laughs> that could be a depressing sticker. It really Publish could. that one. The, sad, mm. the saddest sticker ever created. <laughs> Well, on that super sad note, I am Dr. Lee Leach. Welcome. I'm the executive director of the Sad Place, Kels <laughs> Now, even though I am Buddhist and not a witch, it has not stopped people from calling me one. But I don't think it's necessarily for that reason. Um, but if you're mean to me, I do have pagan friends that can put a spell on you. So, ha, insert my cackle, which I can't do, by the way. Um, so, before we dive into our first... First witch. Let's look at the Gals Guide calendar for this week. So for this week, October 3rd through the 9th, we have First Friday Fun happening on October 7th. The library is open late. It's open till 9, so it's a perfect time to come see what new books are out, our new witchy display of books. And we might even have a few spooky visitors with pointy hats. Ooh. Who knows? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, our newest edition, Walking Club, continues October 8th. It's at 9 a.m. Joshua Leach is going to be leading a walk around Noblesville, starting at the Gals Guide Library. And I promise that I would join this time if we stop for coffee. Nice. And guess what? He said yes! So we get to stop for coffee. Um, all fitness levels are welcome. All coffee enthusiasts are also welcome. Bring rain gear just in case and sunscreen just in case as we never know what the weather is necessarily going to do. So for more information, go to galsguide.org and click on the calendar. Now the spooky question is, Bonnie, are you okay with Alyssa going first? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Nothing would be spookier. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. There you go. Perfect. So then that means, girl, who do you have for us? Well, I was stuck between two women. Yes. I debated long and hard, and I ended up choosing stevie nicks Ooh, the witchy woman herself yes yeah so um like any good librarian i started my research at wikipedia good job that's where you begin for right. basic facts true 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 so i have some just basic facts about her if you want me to get started yes mm-hmm. okay please, cool. please 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 so stephanie stevie nicks was born at good samaritan hospital in phoenix arizona to jess and barbara um she's of german english welsh and irish ancestry so a lot of um celtic ancestry no scandinavian in there though no scandinavian interesting um so her grandfather aaron aj nix senior taught her how to sing duets with him by the time she was four years old oh goodness um her mother was protective and kept her at home more than most people and fostered in her daughter a love of fairy tales yes yeah. I mean, who doesn't love the classics, right? I, I know, absolutely. So, um, as a toddler, Stephanie could not pronounce her name. She could only pronounce it as T.D., which led to her being called Stevie. Oh, that's mm. cute. Um, 
So she met her future... I'm kind of skipping ahead in time here. It's totally fine. You can go backwards, forwards, get a TARDIS, whatever you need to do. (laughs) So she met her future musical and romantic partner, Lindsay Buckingham, during her senior year at Menlo Alberton High School in Atherton, California. Because if you don't know who Stevie Nicks is, right. she is a member of Fleetwood Mac. Right, which mm-hmm. I believe Lindsay is as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Weird. Right? <laughs> Weird, yeah. Um, when she saw Lindsay playing California Dreaming at a Young Life Club, she joined him in harmony. She recalled, I thought he was a darling. Buckingham was in a psychedelic rock band named Fritz, but two of its musicians were leaving for college. He asked Nick's in mid-1967 to replace the lead singer. Oh. Um, Fritz LeVand later opened for Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin oh, from hey. 1968 to really? 1970. Oh, wow. And if That's you know amazing. me, I'm a huge Janis Joplin fan. Oh, Another see. witchy woman, right? Love it. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, Nick credits both acts of ha- as having inspired her stage intensity and performance. I can see that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so both Nick's and... Buckingham, Lindsay, attended San Jose State University, which has a fantastic library school, by the way. Did not go there, but they're known for their library school. Really? Uh, Where Nick majored in speech communication and planned to become an English teacher. With her father's blessing, Nick's dropped out of college to pursue a musical career with Lindsay. Um, So they pursued this musical career, and if you don't know, it's kind of like a folk rock band. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I've listened to it, not recently, but... So, um, Stevie Nicks was really known for her unique style, like, mm-hmm. fashion sense. Yes. And it led people to believe that she was a witch because she would mm-hmm. rock these, um, these like, tunics and gossamer scarves and mm-hmm. do, like, weird dances around the stage. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, she would also have multiple wardrobe changes, sometimes between songs, which oh. is just shocking, like that amount of clothes. Like, right. You know, like, can you imagine the laundry with that? I mean, well, I'm sure it's all dry clean only. I'm sure. And <laughs> because... I'm sure if you're famous, you've got someone to do it for you. Yes, this is very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I always think of like her and Steven Tyler. It's just like, oh, I love <laughs> Steven Tyler. Yes. Of like silk and drapery. Well, and he had it on his microphone. Yes. He was my first concert at like age eight at Deer Creek. Oh, my God. Like, when it was Deer Creek. Yeah. My second one was... it still is. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's just what I call it. I mean, it always is, right? <laughs> My second one was Sharon Cindy Lauper, which was amazing. Oh. I got to see the Believe Tour. Fantastic. Ooh, very Total nice. side note on other witchy women. That is what we do. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, as she was wearing these these clothes that made people really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. which is shocking because it was like the 70s. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it, no one cared. Right. I, just, I don't think people cared. She's also like fully covered. It just may be a little see-through, but it's fully covered. Yeah, fully covered. <laughs> so rumors began to circulate about Nyx being a witch after the release of Fleetwood Mac's Rhiannon in 1976. Uh-huh. Um, according to Stephen Davis, author of Gold Dust Woman, which is her biography. Okay. Of, or right. a biography about her, I should right. say. Nix would sometimes start the song, start the song during concerts by saying, "This is a song about an old Welsh witch." Oh. So, at that point, she began receiving letters from people saying she was a witch because of her style and the songs she wrote. Oh, okay. She's quoted as saying, "In the beginning of my career, the whole idea that some wacky, creepy people were writing, 'You're a witch, you're a witch,' <laughs> was so arresting." She told the Los Angeles Times. Mm-hmm. And there I am, like, no, I'm not. I just wear black because it makes me look thinner. Yeah. Right. Right. She would also wear black. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, and at the time, like, yeah. I don't know if emo style really existed, right? right? It was exactly. pre 
It was always slimming, though. <laughs> always, yeah. <laughs> so, in retaliation and to, like, stop the rumors, because it, it really made her uncomfortable that people were calling her a witch. She started also, by- you said rumors, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I did! <laughs> Yes, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. Fleetwood back reference. Yeah. I actually own that album, too. Um, so in retaliation, she began wearing colors such as seafoam green and apricot, which I associate with, like, the Golden Girls. Right. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yes. Um, she went totally Florida Beach. Yeah. I mean, those, those aren't even colors. Those are just, like, the lacroix of color. Right? Yes. Like, right. They're just, like, barely a hint of color. Um, I can't actually take credit for that. A friend said that. Oh, and oh, I was I, like, I love it. Of yeah. Yes. Love no, it. No, no, no. I love it. Yes. Um, so <laughs> Nix later stated that she felt ugly with the, in the new colors because oh. like it's apricot and Steve on green. Right. I mean, everybody It's likes... not her personality. Yeah. Right. It's not. not being true to who she is. Plus, doesn't everybody doing look that. kind of sick in those colors? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're, doesn't not, do much. they're not attractive. And then can you imagine colors. on stage with the lights? Like, Ew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, this is what peer pressure will do, kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> terrible fashion choices. So um, so she went back to black in 1983, oh, along with all the sweet. scarves and the She wears, like, stuff. a lot of silver jewelry, too, right? Yes, a lot of, yeah. yeah. I just keep seeing her image in my head. And it's oh, yeah. Of, yeah. Exactly. She has a certain dance that she does and everything. Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean, people can't see it, but like, yeah. Yes. I mean, you they're all imagining it. They all know. <laughs> um, so that same year, when asked what she thought about those who still believe the rumor, she said, I don't like it at all. And I wish people would stop thinking about that because I spent thousands of dollars on beautiful black clothes and had to stop wearing them for a long time because a lot of people scared me. So for the love of wardrobe, please, please don't don't call me a witch. Right. Yes. Please don't call me a witch. I love my expensive black clothes. That's Um, a good as reason as any. So then um, she also said, you know, I stopped wearing black for like a year. She said it again in another Los Angeles interview. Right. And then I was just like, okay, just bring it, freaks. I'm not going to wear apricot. You think whatever you want because I'm going to wear my beautiful long black dress. Get out of my face. Yes. And then she got mad and went back to black. There you go. And then <laughs> so, she became a witch despite that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Jury's still out. I know, right? Um, <laughs> so, um, where was it? Where am I now? Sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, She's like, damn um, it, so I'm going to wear the, my own frocks. The cost to keep up her over overall style of hair, makeup, and wardrobe was not cheap. Right. We're yeah. talking about expensive black clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick's filed tax deductible expenses in 1991, <laughs> costing $12,495 for makeup and oh. hair styling. Yeah. And $43,291 for professional clothing and maintenance. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? I mean, we oh were joking about the... That's expensive. Yeah, and all tax deductible because it's her job. Sure, mm-hmm. right? Sure, right? Exactly. It's Write a it uniform. I have to wear clothes to work, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. tax deduction. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. right? Pretty you sure if I showed up without them, yeah. I wouldn't have a job anymore. Right? <laughs> there is that problem, yes. <laughs> right. So, although um, Stevie is interested in mysticism and dressed up as a witch every year for Halloween when she was a child, she makes it oh, clear lovely. that she is not a witch. Okay, all right. Okay, that's fine. Are we starting um, to feel like this is a, like, you doth protest too much <laughs> kind of situation, though? Perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
People continued to accuse Nyx of being a witch, not only because of the way she dressed, but also the way she performed on stage, which I've hinted at. Sure. Right. Um, magazine journalist Ray Rogers described the singer as straddling the spirit world and the rock and roll world, which Ooh, I love. That's a great... Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Um, so she often wore long black skirts or dresses, platform boots, a black top hat, and a dark shawl or black blouses with long chiffon sleeves. Um, she is known to dance around in black outfits as if communicating with an unseen being. Right. So dancing with the devil on the stage. <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Dancing um, like nobody's watching. Yes. <laughs> Dangerous thing to do. It is. It is. <laughs> so she also told Interview Magazine that mysticism has always been a part of her work and style. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So she says she dresses the way she does because twirling around in chiffon is fun. It is. She also wants to have a mystical presence. Okay. Having a little bit of the spiritual is ultimately better than having none. There you which go. Which is fair. I like that. So, yes. And she said that in her discussion with Interview Magazine. Um, for me, the whole idea of twirling around in chiffon on stage is a whole lot more fun than standing there in a straight dress that doesn't move. Yeah. No. Very yeah. true. Yeah. Right? I'd probably fall over. Yeah. Can't just stand there, right? I mean, I'd fall over if I were dancing, too. But, like... You get the lock knees. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I actually learned the other day. Like, you can actually pass out from lock knees. I did yes. not know that. Yes. Ooh. I was reading about mm-hmm. the funeral for Queen Elizabeth. Oh, And yeah, they were yeah, talking yeah. about the guards and how they have to... Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They actually... Um, my kids, like, choir class, they will always instruct them not to lock their knees because they can pass out and they're on those risers and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I did not know that. I learned hmm. something new every day. Exactly. Don't lock those knees, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then Nix, at that point, made a conscious decision to incorporate mysticism into her life and work. Ooh. A long, long time ago, I decided I was going to have a kind of mystical presence. So I made my clothes, my boots, my hair, and my whole being go with that. Yeah. But it wasn't something that I just made up at that point. It's the way I've always been. I've always believed in good witches, not bad witches. And fairies and angels, oh. which harkens back to her love mm-hmm. of fairy tales. Yes. yes. There you go. So, um, so, so it was the, probably there the whole time. It's just levels of embracing and non-embracing. Yes. Okay. And maybe protecting herself because, yes. you know, you don't want... Burner, she's a witch. Yeah. <laughs> Burner, she's a witch. And, you know, there was already, like, the satanic panic of the 80s. So I'm sure that, like, True. you know... Um, Stevie Nicks being a witch wasn't that far-fetched at the time. Right, exactly. So, I don't think she's ever, like, specifically said that, you know, I do or don't believe. As you can tell, she's gone back and yes, forth multiple right. times. exactly. I think that does make it interesting. But she does love to play into the stereotype. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys know American Horror Story, of course. I know of it. I yeah. haven't watched it because I'm a scaredy cat. Are you? Yes. Okay. Have you guys Same. watched it? I've watched the first season. Okay. okay. I feel like Katie's the bravest of us all. Is that fair, Bonnie? Probably. Yeah. Not real big into the horror stuff. I never that, but... Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> since you don't know what American Horror Story is, it is a horror anthology. So, each season mm-hmm. follows a different, like... Character? Char- or... ser- no, it's okay. a completely different season, but they use kind of the same actresses and actors. It's like Sarah Paulson and... Um, oh, what's her name? The old lady. <sighs> I can't think of what her name is. Oh, gosh. I can see her in my mind, I know. Too. Same. I mean, I know Gaga was on the show at one point. She was. <laughs> uh, anyway, not yes. important. Okay. So yes. there was... Susan Sarandon? There, no, no, no. It's... um. 
I want to say Jessica Lange, but yes, yes. is it Jessica oh, Lange? Yes. Oh, Jessica Lange. Okay. Yes, right, it is Jessica Lange. Okay. 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 There you go. I kept seeing her and the lady from Six Feet Under, which I think they're two separate people, mm. but they look very similar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you're fine. So one of the seasons, they have a coven, which yeah. addressed the topics of witchcraft, voodoo, and racism and counted on the presence of Stevie Nicks in a cameo role that might have come as a a surprise. (gasps) So American Horror Story Coven introduced a group of witches led by Fiona Good, Jessica Lange. It's actually written right here. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) And her daughter Cordelia, played by Sarah Paulson, who I love. There you go. Yes. And among them was Misty Day, played by Lily Rabe. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't know. Um, A young witch who was burned alive after displaying powers of resurgence so a little backstory on this character misty she was the kindest soul in the coven despised killing and had a deep respect for nature and longed to find her tribe one of misty's most defining details was her love and admiration for stevie nicks who she believed to be a kindred spirit and a white witch and to her surprise nicks showed up at the academy before the test of the seven wonders which was a big part of this season which i don't want to go into yeah um because i don't want to give it away right spoilers um so (laughs) stevie nicks appearance in age in american horror story was a nice surprise and it all began when the producers asked her or asked her to use some of the music they just asked for her music right Mm -hmm. thinking Um, maybe we'll at least get that yeah yeah yeah. we don't need her to act but like just the music right (laughs) speaking to the LA Times 2014 Stevie Nicks explained that she initially wasn't going to be in Coven and it all began when Murphy and Falchuk the creators and directors uh, asked her if they could use her music and told her everything she needed to know about Misty Day they described Misty as a loner who only had Nick's music as her companion her friend and her mom Mm. and her conscience to which Nick said that that to which Nick said that's all she always ever wanted to be to anybody with her songs. Aww. So Nick then watched the first episodes of the Coven series. Right, right. And was completely won over by it. So after a couple of unexpected changes in her music career, she called Murphy up and she said, I'll do a walkthrough. Uh-huh. But she made a lot of emphasis to him on not being an actress. Right, right. Yeah, she's yeah. not. She's a singer. Right. Um, Nick also told LA Times that she was terrified when she was given a slightly bigger role <laughs> in Coven. Well, I mean, is this before Gaga or after Gaga? I think it's before. Okay, all right. I was gonna say, I'm like, if they already I had a singer remember. that was also an actress, you know, there's a precedent. I don't remember which one Gaga was in. Yeah, there's a couple episodes I won't watch because they have clowns in them. And oh, I, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's a season where they deal with the 2016 election, and that is right. just too it's traumatic. Just too much. Can't do that. That's scarier um, than clowns. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that one actually has clowns in it, so you get it's like double wham. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so then, it's just a whole pocket full of yeah. And then, then they like microwave a gerbil, and I'm sure they used a fake. <laughs> gerbil but like but the idea of, but then i was yeah. like i just no <laughs> no i had to turn it off you're like hard pass <laughs> yeah i was like trump and clowns and animal cruelty like you've crossed a line <laughs> that is my nightmare fuel yeah in a in a cup <laughs> so so as i see she got a small role cameo role yeah. well then they expanded it um because i guess they they really liked they her. loved writing for stevie Nick. yeah um it all worked out in the end. Of course, Misty Day being a Stevie Nicks fan wasn't a random choice. So um, American Horror Story actually portrayed Stevie mm-hmm. as a white witch, and she wasn't going to let all those past comments that's about her stop her from taking this meaningful opportunity. Nice. Um, 
So, and it helped her overcome her past fears and turn them into a positive experience. Right. Yeah, That's very exactly. cool. Yeah. yeah. And she's actually quoted um, in the show say, telling Misty, the shawl has danced across the stages of the world and now it's yours. Oh. Um, so it's this specific character. And this right. character actually comes back, I think, in the apocalypse season. Gotcha. They, they yeah. harken back to Coven because it kind of just all mashes together. Right. But I really love how she took this rumor that, like, caused her to wear seafoam green and apricot right. and turned it into her own and like owned it and now she's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you that like you right. can poke fun at me but it doesn't matter exactly yeah and pass it on to a certain extent as well oh yeah the next generation because right. I'm sure like kids will watch this season and hear Stevie Nicks' music and it will live on exactly mm-hmm. I mean think of what happened to Kate Bush and Stranger Things mm-hmm. for crying out loud I mean it was in the car on the way here running up that hill and I'm like going really <laughs> this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I watched the first season of Stranger oh, Things. Okay. I did not watch the, the So the the latest one, they and it's not so much a spoiler. It's just basically it's a plot device <laughs> where they when they listen to music, the demon can't possess them. Oh. Okay. And so um Max's character listens to Kate Bush okay. running up that hill over and over and over again. That's her song mm-hmm. that like keeps her safe. And so now it's like on mainstream radio everywhere. The college stations are playing it every hour. Mm-hmm. What song is it? It's Running Up That Hill by Kate Bush. Uh, okay, I thought you were talking about yes. Running Up the Hill. And oh, I was no, like, no, no, why no. would you run up the hill? <laughs> right. Uh, okay. It's a Kate Bush. And I, I don't listen to Kate Bush. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not a super fan either. And I remember going, but there's other better songs I've heard of Kate. But that's okay. the one that just kind of like... Mm-hmm hooked on and 19 you know 1985 to be the top hit (laughs) yeah that's the power of music yeah it's witchy and that's why i hope like the stevie nicks got a resurgence and a Mm -hmm. rebuzz and you know got to the you know the newer generation who still listens to music (laughs) oh i think so Mm -hmm. i think that's one of those ones that'll never die out yeah exactly (laughs) yeah i mean like i said she'll probably never die Uh, probably just jinxed her oh i shouldn't do that um but (laughs) <laughs> I also think like um remember uh what is it in Guardians of the Galaxy? Is mm. it Chains or something like that? Oh. They use a Fleetwood Mac song. Yeah. And my daughter became obsessed with it. She's like, oh, I love okay. this song, and I'm like, that's Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so she okay. got introduced to Stevie Nicks because of Guardians of the mm-hmm. Galaxy. So nice. I have yeah. not seen that either. So it's okay, that one's fine. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I don't see, so. It's totally fine. You know. <laughs> yeah. See? But I love it. I love the, you know, is she, isn't she music influence. But then also when you think of somebody, you know, like modern witchy, you do kind of think of Stevie Nicks. Oh, it's so. totally Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I remember dressing up as a witch for Halloween and I had see? like the shawl with like the gold stars embroidered on it, you know, and like see? my dress of clothes. So like it was very Stevie Nicks now think- thinking about it. And I'm sure I probably still have it somewhere. Oh, yeah. See? Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ladies have any questions? Thanks for sharing. Were you big yeah, Stevie Nicks fun. fans either of you? Or not uh, at all? <laughs> uh, Stevie Nicks, uh, Fleetwood Mac... Um, is it the chain? There's the one chain. of them's definitely like breakup song. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What's the meme when they talk about how Taylor Swift will write songs about her boyfriend, and it's Stevie Nicks is like, yeah, but I wrote songs about my boyfriend and I made him sing them. <laughs> 
so it was kind of like hold my beer kind of situation. Yeah, because like didn't they break up for a yeah. while and it then was they got ugly. Back. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get into the whole music side because that's I feel, totally fair. Yeah. Yes, but like there was a whole thing with them too. Yeah, <laughs> and then they wrote songs about it and played it out on stage, and I'm like, this is healthy. Yeah, it's not awkward at all, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I totally dig it. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week for another cool woman of history as the Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening. Thank you. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>